thickmedia.com presents Consumption with hosts P.G. Holyfield, Chooch, Viv, and Christiana Ellis. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of uh, specificmedia.com presents Consumption. Uh, today is uh, Wednesday, January 22nd. Um, this is episode 18 Last week we had uh, Matt Wallace join us, and he had to drop off, and we didn't get to talk to him about. Uh, we talked to him about some things, but we didn't get to talk to him about his uh, upcoming uh, fiction project that, that he's starting up uh, in any detail. So he, I honestly didn't come back on the show. I just last <laughs> week was sort of a Mongolian clusterfuck, and I just wanted to do it right, which we greatly appreciate. No problem. Yeah, Thank you for having me I, back. I, I, um, you know, I wanted you back anyway, but, uh, but did you, I, did you? Did you want me I back? did. And plus we got a couple <laughs> questions and one specifically was asking about slingers. So I would like you to talk to us before we talk about anything we've been watching to, uh, this week. I'd like you to talk a little bit about that. So, uh, Matt Wallace, writer, content creator, General Badass, what is Slingers? General Badass. Um, <laughs> Slingers is, uh, I'm sorry, that's still funny to me. Um, Slingers is a new uh, ebook series that I'm kicking off next month. Uh, it's going to be a five part series, so basically a series of novellas um, set in, uh, I guess you could call it a dystopian future. It's not as fucked up as most of my other dystopian stuff. Um, I honestly don't want to say too much about the plot, but I'll say it involves a futuristic death sport, geopolitics, and a stable wormhole. And I'll just <laughs> leave it at that. Uh, sexy. It is yeah. sexy, man. It is very sexy. Are My you, nipples are hard just talking about it. You know, uh, your previous, <laughs> you know, long fiction uh, was was very big on... Uh, multiple main characters, changing point of views, that sort of thing. And um, is there, um, are you doing sort of that same type of thing, or is it more focused on a particular, you know, character, that sort of thing? That's a good question. I'm honestly better than I expected from you in that hat. You know, um, oh. hey, hey, don't fuck with me. You know it was going to happen. Let's get it. Come on. Come on. What are you dealing with there? No, but that was that's a good question. Uh, it's definitely, it's definitely not, he was vamping. Uh, that's what he was doing, PG. It's not revolving perspectives like the Failed Cities was, but the focus, it is an ensemble kind of cast, you could say. It's about a team of people, literally. It's about a sports team. And uh, and although there are, you know, some characters shine brighter than others, it does, it does focus on all of their perspectives. And it'll shift around a little bit from point of view uh, between the parts in the series. It is written um, in the third person, though. It's not It's not first person. Okay, cool. Uh, we did have a couple questions from, from your fans and people that, that hung out. One was related to Slingers, and uh, the question is from... Uh, uh, from Uncle Monster on Twitter, and he says, is the publication of Slingers one uh, of the first or the last signs of the apocalypse? I'm sorry, I'm sorry read it again. <laughs> he said I was the just, pop- in my head, and I was going, like, I wish Ted Koppel had come up more in the in the age of Twitter. Because <laughs> you never heard, like, a venerable old news guy. Go, we have a question from Uncle Monster. We have a question <laughs> from Cliff... 
Cliff Lowe uh, is the publication publication of Slingers, one of the la- one of the first or the last signs of the apocalypse. Oh well, Jesus! Um, I hope one of the first, because if it's one of the last, like it's a five part <laughs> series, so I'm not going to be able to finish the damn thing. And the first part's free. Like I'm really setting this thing up to make money down the line. So if this is the last sign of the apocalypse, I'm just screwing myself commercially. But I'll be dead, so I won't need money. So I'm really okay with either. I don't know, but I'm okay <laughs> with either. Now that I really think about it. Honestly, I would do very well in the apocalypse. I feel like I would do well in any barter system. Like, I really think I missed I missed my prime in that respect. Because I capitalism's okay, I can kind of figure it out. But if I could barter skills and it was like rule of the strong, I would be the king of you all right now. <laughs> Damn. Oh, there you go. Damn. I, I, um, I'm afraid to doubt you on that. So Nor should you. Talk you about how point. how you are releasing this. Um, are you doing just a ebook release on Amazon, or is it through your own site? How are you how are you handling it? I'm going to I'm going to start small and build. The first part will be uh, on Amazon for Kindle. It will be free. Um, I'll start expanding formats uh, as the rest of the parts come out. And then the ultimate goal will be to do an omnibus version that I'll probably release myself and sell direct. But it's all ebook. Very cool. Um, Since it is ebook, this question might not uh, directly apply. I don't know what sort of artwork you have, but. uh, uh, I have insane artwork. Are you kidding me? Cool. Well, good to, good to hear that. Uh, but Pookie Chang, uh, I don't know if it's... Uh, Another goddamn Sigler fan. Yeah, yeah. I uh, love the cross-pollination between me and his <laughs> fucking coterie of people. But he asked, um, how important are covers and layout for selling ebooks? I guess it does, it does apply. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Worth doing right or a waste of time? Oh, absolutely unquestionably worth doing right. I absolutely believe in as professional a presentation as possible with everything you do uh, yourself, especially. I think if anything, it's more important when you author publish to have a professional cover and a professional layout than it is when you're with a major publisher. Because you, they, you know, you have you have distribution, you have legitimacy when you're with them. They can put out a shitty cover in your book and still sell. But uh, with the glut of author published stuff out there, if you want to get past that just with a first look you need to have your game down when it comes to uh to all your graphics and all your layout i, I get the i have scott pond uh, who does a lot of stigler stuff he designs a lot of my covers he's doing the covers for slingers there'll be alternate covers for each part of it um we're finalizing it now but what he's doing so far is six god is an insanely talented guy and uh, i always get uh, brand gamblin who's another author podcast i'm sure you guys all know well I always get him to do my layout, uh, my ebook layout, because he's really good at that. And um, so, no, I it's absolutely worth doing, and something I take very seriously with my author published products. And I can't, I can't encourage everybody out there to do the same enough with uh, if you're going to self-release something. We shared some of uh, Scott Pond's uh, work here with. Uh, that is Scott Pond. I love that cover and the back cover as well. When we did the the hardcover, it's a total panoramic view of the failed cities. Yeah, Scott. Insanely talented guy, insanely professional quality work. Like I'll stack some of the stuff he's done for me against any big publisher release out there. So yeah, you had your illustrated companion with the failed cities. Um, you know, yes. a lot of people did artwork. Is are you doing anything similar with this at least up front? Or are you you know not I know that, right away? I certainly would yeah, like I to. I love. I really do love filling out the world that way. Um, 
and you know this this kind of thing smacks for because it's it's sort of sports oriented in a really messed up way so i have a lot of team logos and i have a lot of different characters and a lot of implements and just a lot of cool stuff that lends itself very visually so like i said i'm starting small with this i'm starting with just the first release for free on kindle and then build it up um if i if i do get to the omnibus edition and people buy it and they like it i'd absolutely love to get some some quality artwork in there awesome uh, speaking of the failed cities, which we talked about a little bit last week, but uh, and when it came out, uh, we did have another question from uh, actually my friend Matt, who lives nearby uh, and had and read that. He said, um, "Do you have any plans to revisit any characters or that universe uh, from the failed cities novel?" I, you know, I get obviously I get asked that a lot. Um, I, I would really like to. I love that. It's still one of my favorite things that I've ever done. And considering how long ago I wrote it, that's you can't. I can't express what an immense statement that is. I hate everything I wrote from around that same time. Bill City is literally. I was just looking at the book the other day. I was my, you know, my girlfriend had the first copy that that came off the presses, and I was just thumbing through it, and I'm like, God, that actually it still holds up relatively well. Um, but the thing is, it's I've been living with it for like six years. And I really need to move on to other shit. So if I do come back to it, it's going to be a while uh, before yeah. I do it. Yeah. Holy field is scurrying. No, I was actually, <laughs> I was looking for your short story compilation. You were going to whip it out, weren't you? That's it. I was looking for you your, sh- I was looking for your short stories. Yeah. That I had all the way uh, back to copy. 2008. Yeah. The Since, next day. Uh, that was my first book ever. Yep. Yeah. But, um, well, that was that was the questions that we had. We have uh, I didn't say up front. Uh, we have our Q and A app open right now. So if you are um, watching on Google, you can uh, ask questions there. And also, if you're watching live on YouTube, you can uh, post questions there. Um, after the fact, if you're watching or listening, uh, you can. Uh, Post on uh, on YouTube, or you can uh, uh, email us at consumption at specficmedia.com. Uh, we also have a phone line at uh, 704-981-1SFM or 1736. So uh, contact us any of those ways, and we'll get your uh, comments or voicemails on a future show. So, uh, yeah, so you guys are really safe. <laughs> yeah, I, I say that we haven't had a phone call yet that we've played on the air. So uh, you know, I'm rang for a drunk dial. Yeah, I just want somebody to butt dial and then be like, you know, start yelling at us for no reason. But um, so, I mean, dude, I had to hammer and threaten people just to get questions on Twitter. It's like pulling teeth most of the time. Yeah, to get people to participate. It is a different uh, world than when we started doing podcasting in, you know, 2006 and seven, there was such a small group of people and, you know, you had much more people focused on what you were doing. Now everybody's, you know, there's thousands of people doing this stuff. So, (laughs) you know, getting people to plus, you know, you stay silent for like a year and a half and then you come back, you know, just balls of blazing here. So, uh, so uh, let's talk a little bit about what we've been uh, watching this past week since last show. Um, I guess we can start with uh, something that probably only I watched, so I can get it over with real quick, which is uh, <laughs> uh, the the finale, the two-hour finale of Sleepy Hollow. Um, 
Hey, you know, I think we watched that. Didn't we watch that too? We did. Oh, okay. Well, then. Um... I told you I was going to forget to take it out of my DVR. I was not fucking <laughs> around. I totally forgot. All right. Well, uh, I, I enjoyed it, especially the second hour, um, even though it had one of possibly the worst uh, special effect action things that I've ever seen in a TV show. Uh, Chooch, I don't know if you remember, they, they had the, the sister Jenny driving in her truck and she mm-hmm. comes upon the headless horseman and he, she, he shoots a shotgun blast into uh, a tire um, as she stopped almost. And it causes this one shotgun blast, causes <laughs> the truck to flip over and over and over again like she just you know, hit by a... Who knows what you hit? I guess it was supernatural shotgun blast. I guess Headless horseman right. shells. Yeah, the LAP so. wishes they could do that shit. They try <laughs> every night. They're out there just hoping for one of those kinds of things to happen. Yeah. So other than that, uh, though, um, definitely, you know, won't spoil it, but they had the big uh, plot twist at the end of the uh, season finale which uh will lead us into next season but uh didn't see that coming which was nice to have happen i had no idea that would that would be happening so uh always nice to be surprised uh what do you think of of the show you're you've been on the edge chooch lately about it yeah uh it was a great finale i I didn't realize it was a finale until i realized this episode's been going on for a while yeah (laughs) That's how much we paid attention to what was starting. But yeah, yeah it was, it was wor- really good. I mean, it was definitely worth sticking in for. That's good. Uh, the, the one thing, again, one of the f- things we always talk about with Fox is that it was, you could tell it was not a two hour finale. It was episodes right. 11 and 12 that they just showed back to back. Cause there was no, you know, it wasn't a, a long, it was two definite episodes with those right. story arcs and stuff. So it uh, could have been played a little better that way. But uh, the last hour or the second part of that was, was definitely a good one. Didn't like the storyline with uh, Orlando Jones's character. The, the, sh- the, uh, Orlando Jones in it seriously? Yeah, um, he's the he's the uh, the, the police captain or what have oh, you. Of course, he's the hollow. But he's rocking he, it. He's doing a he's good actually, job. He, he this is probably the most serious role he's ever done. Clancy Brown. Yeah, you know you got Clancy. I like him in this. Clancy Brown gets gets beheaded. If you're in clowning the, on Orlando Jones' work at Biker Boys. I will not sit here and tolerate that. All right. no, I have no no qualms with him uh, in anything he's ever done. So, uh, Evolution, I love that movie. Mm. Evolution was underrated. Evolution was everybody yep. had forgotten Ivan Reitman existed before that. Yeah. That was yeah. he still has he still has some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so uh, Sleepy Hollow enjoyed um, Intelligence. I watched again, and I will never watch it again. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, an episode and a half. Um, they had this plot point where they telegraphed what was going to happen. I'm like, if they do what they've telegraphed, I'm I'm just going to turn it off and never watch it again. And they did it. <laughs> um, it's not a spoiler. They had this thing where the uh, head of the intelligence service gives the speech to the a uh, female agent that's protecting uh, Josh Holloway. And he, she says, if you see, 
you know, the guy's wife who's like a spy and, and, and has defected or what have you. And you don't, he won't, he won't take the shot. You better take the shot, you know? And so comes to that point and she doesn't take the shot. And so she, the girl gets away or what have you. So it's, uh, I was like, man, spoiler. I think at this point we should really just be past the phrase "take the shot" in any <laughs> action-oriented program. I think it's, I think that should we should put a moratorium on that. Like, I have yeah. no problem with that. So wait, why, why is she protecting Josh Holloway? You said he's got an agent protecting him. Is he not? He's a strapping lad. I would think he was able to take care of himself. I yeah, know, I mean, isn't it zany? Yeah. And she doesn't want to be there. And yeah. She's, he well, doesn't she, want her there, and she doesn't want to be there. Yeah, that that, that lasted about 30 seconds. Oh, they definitely yeah. won't end up having sex then. Mm. Well, the big storyline is that Josh Holloway's uh, wife uh, has gone missing for like three years or what have you, and, and now she has come back, but she's working for the other side, what have you, so... She was banging uh, that almost human. Uh, it, that was what was getting me is how similar it was to almost human. Kind of yes. like the general setup of it. Yes, uh, there are there are some similarities. But wait, again, why is she protecting him? Is that oh, your okay. word? Is that oh, word? oh, sorry. So what they didn't say is that he like had some crazy shit go down, and he now has a chip in his brain that makes it so when he gets information provided to him it like physically appears in front of him and he kind of walks through it like an evidence room or <laughs> an evidence wall so they need this he gets this, everything he gets bluetooth satellite everything real time with like instant decryption yeah yeah and so this yeah. little 90 pound teensy little girl has to protect him because it's, it's just it's i was telling you i was like this is officially my first marg helgenberger show because i've never watched anything with her on it and she's in it and it doesn't seem to bode well for <laughs> the longevity of it yeah. she's not the she's the one protecting she's not the one protecting him, no, she's, no 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 nah, she's, the, she's boss. the hot she's boss i yeah. guarantee you i would much rather bang marg helgenberger than whoever they've cast in the role of whatever yes, it is. yes. But i mean she, like uh, right now I don't mean back in the day. I mean like right this second. Well, the girl <laughs> looks like like younger than my nieces, so yeah. it's just. I hate that shit. But, but yeah. the, the the point, Matt, is that she's not there to protect him. She's there she's to protect the property of the right. United States government. So yeah, and they made the big point that she was uh, protecting the president, and the president <laughs> was the one that specifically requested yes. that she <laughs> come protect this asset. Yeah, they instead, always. So. You notice they always put the most advanced government technology and the most attractive people. You notice that? Oh. It's like Chuck and intelligent. It's never like a 90-year-old Chinese man. You know, it's, it's never true. that. It's never like, you know, yeah. Juan at the corner store, he's got shit in his head. We need to protect him. And he just doesn't want to be there. He doesn't <laughs> really mobile anymore. Right. Really anti-American. It's just like, <laughs> See, yeah. I, the thing is, I would watch that show. Mm -hmm. I would watch a show where she has to protect him because he's ready to sell out the inside <laughs> at any moment. Like, he can't wait to sell the chip in his head to the enemies of the United States. That would yeah. be an awesome show. <laughs> but no, it's got to be Josh Holloway and his washboard abs, which are probably photoshopped at this point. But whatever. I had another point. Anyone ever <laughs> see The 11th Hour, the original one with Patrick Stewart? I don't. I don't believe so. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. It was. You should. It's a really good. It's very like hard science fiction. It was like science fiction, but actually, it was grounded in real science. But the point is, he played the science guy, and then they assigned him an agent to protect him, and it was a woman. 
and I forget the actress's name, but she was Maggie on that show, Extras with Ricky Gervais. And it was great because she was like frumpy and thick, and like I believe she was a government agent. And Patrick Stewart, you know, is, he's not like he's not virile, but he's old as fuck, and he wasn't playing a man of action. It's like he needed that. That's the way to do that shit, and I love that. And yeah. then they make the American version, and it's like Rufus Sewell, and again, it's like a 90 pound woman you don't believe in the role at all uh, okay yeah yeah i yeah. know i i remember the american version but i didn't yeah. i didn't realize the uh that was based on the bbc or british show. it was I and mean, the bbc version was excellent really excellent cool. show i'll have to look that up um so yeah that was intelligence um I, we won't be talking about that unless uh when you guys keep now i'm gonna have to watch it, it uh, just to keep talking about it <laughs> Um, lure you back in like you with Sleepy Hollow yeah the uh, the other show um, that started up on our side of the uh, ocean it was Sherlock um, did anybody else see that I saw half of the first episode um, not because it sucked I had to go somewhere and I couldn't finish it <laughs> although I gotta say it was it started off strong but it gradually started to lose me as it mm-hmm. as it went on um, yeah, I mean, the yeah, I agree. The the you know the first half and the whole idea of oh yeah, spoiler alert, uh, he's alive, uh, obviously, and um, they the whole interaction and him you know reintegrating himself into uh, you know, John's life and that sort of thing was very good. Uh, but the it actual good, the actual mystery and what was going on the second half was was pretty weak compared to pretty much any of the previous six episodes of the last, the first two seasons anyway. And um, so we'll see what they, uh, how they proceed with that. Cause um, certainly hope it would be better than, uh, than, than what, what was there, uh, but still great acting and, and, you know, the interaction between those two characters is pretty Well, yeah, that's the, I mean, like, not, not to like to devalue when they do the mystery well, but that's the show is them. Like, and that was the best stuff to me in the, in the first episode was <laughs> the running, like it's hard to get a running gag, right? And the thing where uh, Watson keeps punching them out yes. progressively and they keep having to go to smaller and smaller venues to talk because they keep getting thrown out of all the restaurants. That was killing me, man. I was cracking up. And uh, I got to give them credit. Like they did absolutely fake me out with the opener because you're watching it. You know they're replaying how it mm-hmm. how he got out of dying. Like they're just they're putting you back in the moment, and you're going, "Oh, the bullshit! I can't believe they've done this. They're ruining the show. They've lost it. This is crap." And then you realize it's some conspiracy theorist just making some stupid shit up. And I they suckered me, so I got to give them props <laughs> on that. So it's well, definitely still there. They just like you said, they need to they need to up their game on the actual mysteries of the show because that was I just didn't care. I just didn't give a fuck. I was waiting for them to figure it out and like get back to the stuff that was entertaining me. Yeah. Did you uh did you make it to the second version of how it happened? Yes, I, I did. Where he's talking to the guy with the camera and that sort of thing. Um yeah. yeah, so that that one got me as well. I was like, you know, and I guess that's gonna be a running gag for the next you know, that they're gonna provide other explanations on how Oh, they never I wondered how. about that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I was yeah, we were watching we were saying if they don't tell us how he died by the end of this thing, I'm gonna be really pissed. But actually, now that I think about it, that's that's another good running gag to do. Yeah. Um. But you know, it it, it was still very good. It just wasn't the the actual mystery wasn't uh, wasn't as compelling as the other stuff. As as you said, it, it usually isn't. But uh, 
thought the story was a little weaker than than usual, but yeah. we'll see next yeah. week how some uh, kind how of DVR goes. snafu. It was supposed to get it, and it's not there. And no. like, yeah, sad something thing. weird because there doesn't seem to be very many things recorded, but it says it's like ninety eight percent full. And something's mm. gone wonky. Well, at least up here it's listed under uh, masterpiece mystery. So in case you were oh weird. So it's not under Sherlock, on, at yeah. least on my cable. It's under Mystery, whatever, Masterpiece, Mystery Theater. On PBS. So. Also known as How to Kill Your Following. Make it so people can't find you. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Agreed. Was, I mean, yeah, empirically I agree with that, but then there's another part of me that's like, if you can't figure that out, fuck you. Seriously. Like, <laughs> Huge will figure that out for us. <laughs> Um, so that was pretty much all I had for stuff that I watched. Although I did watch over the weekend, a couple movies, um, one, which you guys, I realized you guys hadn't seen. So we'll just, uh, say the, the world's end, the third, uh, um, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, uh, collaboration. Um, I was, uh, not as impressed as, as, uh, was with the first two. So, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it more when, when Chooch and Viv, I know you guys are going to see it and we'll talk about it in more detail, but, um, first half of the movie was awesome. But once they got into the, you know, the stuff you've seen in the previews, the more science fiction stuff, it, it, it sort of falls apart. I think I felt that whole element was a mistake, but like you said, they, they haven't seen it yet, so we won't, yeah. we don't even know. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then an older movie since, uh, uh, Matt last week had talked about the Oscar movies that he had uh, watched, you know, coming up to the, the, this uh, Oscar season. Uh, I watched the life of Pi. I had not seen that uh, last mm. year and it was uh, pretty incredible. I was, uh, I don't know why I was resistant to see it. I guess, you know, just the previews you see and just, you know, boy in a boat with a lot with a tiger. Just you know, it's going to uh, break your heart. It's yeah, hard to face um, into that, just like head straight into that. But more than that, I mean, I was a religious studies major, and I basically studied Hinduism for four years when I was mm. in college. So, like all of the, you know, the symbolism and just the, all the stories that were being told—that's stuff that I would, you know, oh, wow. really love and and studied a lot when I was, you know, younger. So, um, I mean, I, I just loved it from beginning to end, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, recommend it highly to anybody that has been resistant to see it uh it's it's great and it's mm-hmm. good for you know anybody in the family if you got kids you know, older kids especially that you know uh won't get scared with, with some of the the animal stuff but um and it is know, really good beautifully shot too i mean it is just so beautiful gorgeous yeah. movie yeah mm-hmm. yeah really clean effects yeah yeah everything that they won last year for uh um cinematography and special effects and that sort of stuff was uh, very well deserved. So, yeah. Um, so you guys and you guys watch anything or, um, over the last week that we didn't talk about last week. There's a bunch of shows that have come back that are not spec fic, but some of our favorites Archer. Yeah. I did nice. see the, I did see the first episode of Archer. <laughs> Craziness. Yes. We love our Archer. I, uh, it, you know, at the end they do this big long montage and I was trying to figure out, okay, is this the preview of the season or if is this just some crazy shit off. that yeah. will never exist? 
<laughs> and now we saw episode two, and it seems like they're going with that was a preview of the whole season. This, Ugh, this either way, it was awesome. Progressive yeah, crazy I, shit's going to happen. Yeah, I hadn't seen the second episode, but yeah, you, you watched that. I mean, because it was a long, it was like a yeah. three-minute montage of stuff, and and as you're watching it, you know, you can see all the movies that are, that they're mm-hmm. riffing off of, uh, in the, in the preview and, uh, it, it should be a, a fun ride. Yeah. Uh, they haven't lost it, which is good to see. Yeah. 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 I, I think I mentioned this on our earlier episode, but I, you know, after all this time and we, you know, all of us have been fans of Archer. I had never seen, I'd seen pictures of, uh, was it Ace John Benjamin? Is that his? Yeah, his yeah. I'd seen pictures, but I'd never seen him like uh, interviewed or what have you. And and I saw that recently. Him and you know, I, just hearing the voice come out of this guy is yeah. just fucking hilarious. <laughs> just that. And uh, yeah. now when I get like the DVDs, they were showing like uh, you know one of the DVDs for one of the seasons, and it just had like you know the the video of the voice actors standing around each other and doing things and (laughs) and it just looks hilarious well hit up netflix there's a a series called john h benjamin has a van and it's him all live action and it is weird for sure and the thing is is he doesn't totally sound like archer until he yells right when he yells it's it's right there but it's a little off-putting (laughs) <laughs> and over over the holidays, T um now seventeen year old T was obsessed with um what's it Bob's, Bob's Burgers, Burgers, which is also voiced by H. John Benjamin, but it's a totally different body type and animation style. And it, he said he had a really hard time with in the beginning, kind of reconciling Archer with this kind of like frumpy dude, and he just ended up loving the series after he watched it. So. I don't know. I haven't mm-hmm. seen any of that. I had a hard time getting into it. I tried. Yeah. It didn't really yeah. resonate with me. I love yeah, Archer. I'm finding that there are some things that no matter how much I want to like them, they just are not my demographic. And that just, <laughs> there's nothing I can do about it to yeah. kind of get beyond that. So has anybody else seen the the Honda commercial that has like Jake and Finn from Adventure yeah, Time? Yeah, like, that was yeah. weird. It's yeah. like for like two seconds, they're just like flashed on the screen. I'm like, what does yeah. this have anything to do with, with what they're trying to put across? It made in this me back up. I, I remember you backing up, but I just didn't care enough about, I don't like <laughs> commercials enough to really find out what it was. So I didn't watch the playback. Didn't see it. It I seemed just like a bunch of different things where randomness, I don't yeah. want to grow up kind of stuff. And I actually, you know, I actually think time you're right. Is part of that. I think you're right, Chooch. It, it's mm. it's exactly for people that that fast forward through commercials they're watching on DVR, <laughs> and then they see, you know, two two characters from Adventure Time. They're like, "What the hell is this?" And they'll back it rewind up. and actually watch the commercials. So yeah, that actually makes sense. Yeah, um, I still so don't cool. even know what the commercial was for. <laughs> it's just for Honda, but I have no idea why they were showing all these random things. I would rather just go watch an episode. I've got, I can tell you, Chooch, and you know why we have such DVR memory issues is because we have our favorite episodes that will never delete on their own. If They just have to be removed. Yes, you do. I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> so what Adventure Time episodes do you have still on the DVR that you Vault watch of, over and over? Well, unless Chooch went and deleted them, yeah. it's uh, Vault of Bones. 
which is the dungeon crawl episode. And then the other one is Reign of Gunters. Yes. Which is where the penguin <laughs> takes over. Yeah. Those are my two favorites. Do you watch Adventure Time or have you fallen into that rabbit hole or map? Um, I have not seen the show. I've I like the story of the show, like how it mm. came to be and how it blew up and all that. I've read a lot about that. Keep me to check out the actual program, but can't work up the enthusiasm for it for some reason. <laughs> but you know, they're doing their thing, and God bless. I don't have a problem with it's, it. It's it's goofy. Yeah. It's really clever, but it's it's, it's goofy. very the overall story arc is pretty clever, and the way they execute little it's just little things that they do that are the most charming. So it's it's just one of those things you'll be watching it, and then a comment will have a weird throw-off name for one of their friends, and it's just you bend over laughing for two minutes, or you don't notice it at all and are bored by the show. <laughs> <laughs> Tooch and I are giggle fests with it, so. Yeah, that's It'll be it one of those things I check out years from now after yeah. I've just forgotten about it, and like I'll end up really loving it and won't yeah. have anybody to talk to about it. Oh, you can always <laughs> talk to us about Adventure Time. Yeah. Always. I'll call you guys up when I eventually get around to it. You do it. that. It will be great fun <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> But that, yeah, that is exactly right. It has just these charming moments that happen, and and either you're gonna just get hooked on it, or it's like, eh, yeah, it's cute, but there's no reason to keep watching this. So. For me, it's just like if if you were able to just like, as an 11 year old or 12 year old or whatever, just kind of, <laughs> Kaylee wants to play with her ball now. Um, if you were able to just go into, you know. The Legend of Zelda and walk around in that world and all the silly creatures and stuff. It nice. just it makes me nostalgic for that kind of stuff, which is why Dungeon Crawl is one of my favorite episodes. And you know, it's the silliness factor that's awesome. And they try to teach teach a decent, you know, ethics, moral kind of of lesson, but nothing that's too preachy. It's it's a cute kids show. And and um, another one that we watch pretty regularly is Disney's, <gasps> but it's good. Um, it's uh, Gravity Falls, a good show, <laughs> another kids show. And Chooch, actually, we tried to watch a few shows this week, and I think Chooch was more successful than I because I'm going through a medication change that mm. means I fall asleep a lot. <laughs> so, Chooch, why don't you talk about the other shows we watched? So you've, so you've seen the first five minutes of certain shows. So. Yes, and see, even <laughs> I've even seen those first five minutes three times in some cases. <laughs> And I just can't do it. Well, the the pilot for intelligence. Yeah. I did Um, not make it through all of that. The first episode of True Detective. Yes. Uh, Attempted twice. twice. Yes. To my heart. I don't think. (laughs) I've enjoyed it. (laughs) He's enjoyed it both times. It's not one of those things that I can control. Yes, the, the the second episode of that I did not uh, I I have not had a chance to watch. I, I finished the two hours of Sleepy Hollow right before this show, so I didn't have time yeah. to uh, to watch that. But um, uh, that's next on my watch list. Mine too. I didn't get I haven't gotten the second episode yet either. But it's, yeah. it's, it's definitely one I'm keeping tabs on. Part of my problem is that I have to overcome a major dislike for Matthew McConaughey. How can like, you not like Matthew McConaughey? Major. I don't know. It's not anything he's done. Yes, Kaylee. All right, it's all not right. His well, lifestyle. it is. I mean, 
What is it? He I mean, skeeves you, you out. So. He skeeves me out. That's just essentially what it is. I would not want to <laughs> now, is see it, the woman is standing it, next to him in the bar, I guess, no matter how hot his wife is. Is is it skinny Woody? Is it skinny, skinny guy? Or <laughs> Matthew McConaughey? Guy. Matthew McConaughey. Or is it, you know, because like when he was It's you know, It's bigger. just him. It's the presence. It's uh, the face. It's... Hmm. I as soon as I saw that it was Woody Harrelson, I was like, ah. Oh. And then when I saw McConaughey, I was like, oh fuck, this is gonna be a battle. It's like if Tom Cruise were in it, it would be the same. Or same. Ben okay, Stiller. he's not as bad as fucking Tom Cruise. Well, right. no, he's uh, not. Absolutely, he's you know not. That. But no, he's not. Uh, I have a my my. I've never even seen Top Gun so long as my hatred of <laughs> of Tom Cruise. <laughs> I'm an OG Tom Cruise hater, but I mean, it's just I really struggle to get. I don't know what it is, but I am. I'm gonna try it after I adjust to the new meds and see if I can follow it. Well, <laughs> got a yeah, few of those I mean, triggers. Tom Cruise. Um, <sighs> oh God, that that just fucking. Killed Owen me. Wilson. Oh yeah, I don't like him either. <laughs> <laughs> I love his brother though. Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson's. That'll get watched. Owen Wilson gets turned on, and Ben Stiller. Oh man, Ben just, Stiller. Yeah, most of the time, I, I do not choose to watch Ben Stiller movies. But uh, well, they just like keep lowering like how low a character can be dragged through shit, <laughs> and then in the next scene, there's more shit dragging, and it just never stops, and it's exhausting. So I avoid those. Yeah. The fun, the laughs, I don't think pay off as much. Well, I, you know, I've loved Matthew McConaughey ever since Dazed and Confused, and I can I can put up with I don't think you know I've all the romantic comedies. You've not seen Dazed and Confused. You've seen Dazed and Confused. <laughs> You've had to have seen the movie. I don't remember seeing the movie. Uh, all right, all right. <laughs> Is it on? As soon as we hang up, we're gonna go. <laughs> it's on. Very I know good. what we're watching after this. Uh, actually, honey, you will be going to bed for work tomorrow. True. <laughs> but uh, but now getting back to, to True it. Detective, uh, Matthew McConaughey is just uh, just kicking ass as far as his his acting in this so far. So All right, McConaughey uh, has just become one of the best actors I think working in Hollywood today. Like I, the thing is, I used to find him incredibly annoying. Like Days and Confused, that that was all he was to me was that guy in every movie, some version of that. Right. But then in the last few years, man, it was just like Lincoln Lawyer, Mud, Dallas mm-hmm. Buyers Club. It's just like he just became really, really interesting to watch and started doing really interesting, challenging pro- I guess projects. Now, like, I really, I look forward to a McConaughey performance. Yeah, what was the the um, yeah, what was the other lawyer movie he was in? Um, oh, he was in the Grisham. Uh, Sandra Bull. Yeah, the John Time Grisham. To kill. Yeah, that I. You know, I thought he was great in that, and then he he went into the you know romantic comedy phase and did all those movies. And uh, yeah. I thought that uh, yeah, like you said, the last like five years or so, he's just you know turned Turn it up. Yeah. I guess I'll check him out. <laughs> you don't have to, honey. Uh. <laughs> we won't force you to. So uh, uh, a couple of our favorite favorite Showtime shows have come back, also non-spec. Thick, but uh, oh. shameless. The Gallagher family and what they're up to, and love that show. They are as shameless as ever so far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and House of Lies, which is uh, Don Cheadle and uh, Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. And 
That's an amazing show. Yeah, that's uh, I got my uh, my local cable company gave me three months free of Showtime, so I'm gonna try to. I don't know if they have that on demand. The the uh, King of Lies or whatever the name of that show is. Yeah, they've got, a, they've got House a of Lies. House of Lies. Showtime has an app now that you can do streaming. Cool. So yeah, I want to I want to watch all those. So. Shameless is is like a um, it's True Blood but not vampires. It's just like, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's like it's about my trash. That's all. That's all it is. Yeah. But I mean, it's like it's it's the kind of family economic situation that you could totally understand happening. So it's it's kind of urban fantasy but it's it's just a really it's a really interesting show about a family that's trying to to make it with an alcoholic drunk dad and a mom that ran off and the oldest daughter's kind of overseeing the family and it's just it is just as dirty as it want to be <laughs> i mean and some and of the choices they make and you know the yeah yeah it's a very it's a it's a pretty powerful show, but it's you know modern times. It's not sci-fi fantasy or anything. Yeah. Multiple right. times they've had to find dead bodies for various purposes. Mm. And like you do. Like you before do. the cops find out. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you, you do. do. <laughs> no, Showtime looks like they're doing really. I just I don't I don't have Showtime. No one I know has Showtime. So I'm, I just I haven't seen any of the Showtime stuff. I really want to. I'm like House of Lies looks really good. Shameless looks really good. Ray Donovan. I so want to get into yeah. uh masters of sex looks great just like there's a total backlog of showtime stuff that i, I haven't seen any of it but i want to at some point yeah. and i don't put any of the shit on netflix either which is really annoying like they're basically forcing me to steal it i don't know what else they want me to do <laughs> i want to go to that place but yeah you could buy the dvds or who buys dvds buy episodes through itunes i'm sure the fucking 70s over here I'm like, yeah let's go get the DVD. <laughs> Eight track tapes and yeah, it'll be the uh, hard copy. Yeah. <laughs> well, we do have uh, Paul, we do have Paulette Jackson watching, and she hey, says, hi, uh, "She says hi ho, sorry I'm late. What did I miss?" So uh, hi, Paulette. <laughs> okay, let's say everything we did in the last yeah. hour over again and go. Uh, and for uh, those looking for Christiana, she was uh, at a Scott Sigler. Uh, book uh release party thing in boston so she if she was if she got back she was going to join us so we'll mm. see if uh if she join if she can join us and again uh for i think we mentioned it a while back but uh uh scott sigler's uh the third in the uh trilogy with uh contagious infected contagious uh the new one came out uh pandemic and uh Came out yesterday, so look for that in bookstores, and um, you know, got all that stuff going on. We invited him on the show, but we haven't heard from him, so maybe, mm. maybe something. Yeah, he's already get these days. You know? He's on the road. I think he's going to yeah. be in the D.C. area or Maryland on Friday night, so mm-hmm. he's, he's on. He's going to be road. down here by me this weekend. I have yeah. the option of going and seeing him. I guess. Not that you want to, but. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> the dude slept on my floor before. I'm kind of over him. <laughs> so that's what it takes to sleep on your floors is, is when you get over it usually doesn't take that much but you know <laughs> no I, I think too. i'll probably i'll probably turn up and check it out i just i like giving them shit because you know because you can because i can't you know. so how long have you been in la Matt? uh it will be four years on march 5th 
in my fifth year here. That's insane. Uh, is it everything you hoped it would be? <laughs> I mean, it's not everything I hoped it would be as soon as I hoped it would be, but yeah. I, I honestly, dude, I have no complaints. My life is awesome right now. I, uh, that is awesome. I just got done doing my first legitimate TV show. That was great. Uh, you know, I got a lot of opportunities with the, with the spec scripts I'm doing. I just finished a pilot that all my, my team is really excited about because calling them my team doesn't make me a douchebag at all. Um, <laughs> and no, I'm just, uh, it's, it's cool, man. I'm working, I'm doing good stuff. There's a lot of good opportunities on the horizon. I, you know, it, pretty much as long as I've been out here, I've been with my girlfriend, Nikki. I met her like three months after I came out. We're still together. Our fourth awesome. anniversary is like in May. If that, I came out in March and then May is our anniversary. So <laughs> she's amazing. Right. So yeah, this is, it's been, I wouldn't be anywhere else if I had the option. This is exactly where I'd be and exactly what I would choose to do. Wow. So what do you mean by, or you know, what does that entail when you said you worked on your first TV show? What, uh, what, what was that? Um, it was an entertainment show called uh, Evolution Of. Um, I was working for this group called Young Hollywood who are, uh, they're kind of like the next E-Channel or Air Angling themselves to be. And uh, my uh, friend and often collaborator Earl Newton Stranger Things, everybody knows Earl here. Um, he was actually the co-executive producer and the showrunner, and he hired me to come write the show for him. And uh, did uh, 25 episodes in the last four months, I think. And we sold, uh, like, all of Asia, and it was in Variety, and it was it was very cool. It was, you know, it's non-narrative, which is not what I came out to do, but I, I'm not going to complain. I'm, I'm a working writer. I'll take... Any job I can get writing, and it was fun. It was a good, and you know, I got to I got to kind of improve my comedy writing chops on a little bit. You know, write some bits and some good jokes, and it was challenging. It was for what it was, very cool show, and I'm looking forward to seeing it on television at some That's point. Awesome. Yeah. Congratulations! Great to hear. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Also good to hear Earl's name. He uh, we haven't seen too much of him uh, lately. Nobody's seen Earl. Earl's I haven't seen, I've barely seen Earl lately. He's been in the lab like 20 hours a day trying to finish. You know, I got the easy part. I just had to write this shit. Like he had to actually make it. <laughs> they're delivering the whole season very, very soon. Finishing it like literally as we speak. So he's he's been grinding really hard. I mean, you know, we've both been grinding really hard since we got out here. But the last year is just really, everything kind of got really serious all of a sudden. So... Uh, yeah, he's just, he's at his head down working and he's doing it. He's doing a fantastic job and, uh, yeah, we're both, we're both making it work, man, you know, as much awesome. as we can. So what's the name of the evolution of someone's called? It's called evolution of it's, uh, you know, profiles, different celebrities. I can't, I don't think I can say who at this point, um, I wasn't even supposed to talk about it, but then the variety piece happened. So there was really, you know, nobody could say anything to us, but <laughs> it profiles different celebrities, musicians, entertainment people. So it's evolution of, and then the name of the person, um, the official title is young Hollywood presents evolution of, and, uh, hoping it will, we know it'll be on TV overseas, hoping it'll be here in America. They're still working out their distribution and stuff. They're making the transition from um, web to actual TV. So it's a big, there's a lot of moving parts there. Awesome. Make sure you let us know. We'll do. We'll absolutely do. Yeah. Um, anything else, Chooch, Matt? Anything you've been watching? Uh oh. Um, being human is back. I love being human. Uh, anybody seen that? I've started it. 
a couple times and never got into it. I'm just drawing a total blank. It's uh, it's the show about the vampire, the werewolf, and the ghost who all live together and are like trying to, you know, lead normal lives. Well, that's oh, another. No. There's a UK version and a US. There's version. a UK version. I've never seen the UK version. I started watching the US version uh, with my girlfriend, and we both just it's it's an it's a great show. It really is. They're in their third or fourth season now, and just really hitting their stride narratively. Like it's really compelling. The characters are great. The mythology is great. Um, one of the characters played by Mark Pellegrino, who uh, probably I don't know the name, but he's like I think his most famous role is probably he's the dude who dunked um, uh, the Big Lebow the dude's head in the toilet in the Big Lebowski. That guy, <laughs> if you remember him, mm-hmm. um, yep. like one of the most underrated actors ever in the history of the world, in my opinion. He never the dude never gets parts that are of his caliber. He always ends up playing characters like that. And he got to play the antagonist, like the main antagonist on the show for the first few seasons. And he still comes back every now and then. It's just, and he's so good. It's just, they're all, they're all really good on that show. Um, but it's, it's very good. If you haven't seen it, a lot of, a lot of guys don't watch it, I find, because it gets tagged as a chick show, which pisses me off to no end. I hate, I hate that categorization, first of all. Um, I mean, it's, the thing is, it's like it's written, there are a lot of female writers on the show, which I think is awesome. And it's certainly, there's a lot of, romance and eroticism to it but to me it's just like it's the characters and the story arcs and the mythology are really compelling it's a really well-made show like why why the hell wouldn't you watch it yeah, like, why? yeah so that was just weird because i like i was two seasons in before i found out that was a thing and everybody's like oh you mean that chick show on sci-fi yeah it's like a soap <laughs> opera right? well yeah you know and i have that prototypical like male button i'm like fuck you no it's not right. <laughs> but about all some vampires and fighting and it's badass and then the occasional minstrel blood joke but that doesn't make it a chick show <laughs> um but then uh, yeah then you step back and it's like that's just it's first of all it's a bullshit tag and even if it is like what's wrong with that like it doesn't yeah. preclude yeah but yeah it's a, it's a really good show if you haven't checked it out i give give it a chance i do remember i wasn't completely sold until a fair way in but it's a ride worth taking Again, I've never seen the UK version. I don't plan to. I just the American version is really good. Cool. Right on. Yeah, I know uh, Mark Pellegrino. He was a Lost. I remember that. He was one of the characters he was. there, and he was on that show that we talked about the that started about this season, the Tomorrow People. That I don't think he is on the Tomorrow People. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I did hear he's on that. Yeah. I yeah. just uh, there's a movie he was in, uh, which I, nobody's ever seen. It's called A Murder of Crows. It starred uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. like early two thousands or whatever, and uh, if if it's on Netflix, I think, and that's if if you want to see Mark Pellegrino like really turn it on and see why the dude should get more prominent roles, watch that movie because he's he's insanely good in that. Um, okay. And it's directed by Rowdy Harrington, who made Roadhouse, so that's high mark sport right there. Cool. Uh, the Patrick Swayze classic. Oh yeah. That's not even over there. I just. Mark Pellegrino, I'm a fan, so cool. if you don't know the dude, or you've only seen him in small parts, check that out. He does, he does some spectacular work. In it. No, I was writing it down, because <laughs> I don't think yeah. I've seen any of it's, that. It's a good flick, too. It's not amazing, but Roadhouse, it's... Roadhouse, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah after... But uh, it's, a, it's a good, it's a decent mystery kind of thriller flick with some... It's, it, I was surprised. It was like a direct-to-video thing that I just happened to watch and ended up really early liking it, but he's, he's fantastic. And, and Cuba Gooding Jr. always solid. Always yeah. solid. Yeah. Oh, and actually, so, yeah, I, 
I almost forgot something I watched this weekend that that uh, was actually better than I thought it was going to be, and that's that you mentioned Tom Cruise, that uh, Tom Cruise movie, uh, Jack Reacher. Yeah. Uh, did you see? Yeah, that yeah, movie? yeah. I, I, think that, that. I think that movie really falls under the category of marketed completely wrong. Mm-hmm. I remember like seeing the previews and this preview where if you've seen the movie, it's a scene where, you know, he's in the car chase and then he sort of steps out of the car and lets the car keep rolling so he can disappear from the cops. And that was like the main thing in the, uh, in the preview. But I mean, the, the, the movie itself is a you know a decent procedural and it's uh you know good character work and I mean I thought he was really good in it so I was I was surprised and, and liked it so it was solid I I watched that with Nikki uh, my girlfriend and we both we both enjoyed I feel like it really just should have been called Tom Cruise action movie though because yeah. <laughs> it was just him doing what he does but it was it was an above average script and above average execution um I <laughs> kind of a funny story I'll tell about that uh. This was back when it first came out. Um, the one of the theaters I go to in LA is the ArcLight. I don't know if anybody ever heard of the ArcLight. It's you know, it's a fancy LA thing. Um, but one of the reasons the ArcLight is cool is they always have props and costumes from movies in the lobby and in the halls and everything. Uh, you know, because it's Hollywood. And they had, uh, as worn by Tom Cruise and Jack Reacher, like the Jack Reacher clothes in the case. And I remember, I wasn't there to see Jack Reacher, but uh, I remember seeing the clothes and I'm walking up to him like, oh, that's kind of cool. Tom, Tom Cruise wore those clothes, blah, blah, blah. And then I started to realize there's something off about these clothes. And the case, the Raiders raised like about this much off the ground. Um, and so I kind of angled myself to sort of step level with the clothes <laughs> that are on the mannequin. And I realized that the man who wore those clothes came up to like here on me. And I'm almost 6'4". And it was at that point I realized these are fake. These are there's no physical way that Tom Cruise could have worn these clothes because he's this big Crazy in real life. Heels. No, yeah, but even in lips, like it wouldn't the clothes yeah. wouldn't have fit him. They were cut for a much taller, <laughs> broader man. Shoulder. It's my first stunt double. <laughs> yeah, but it's just it, the thing that wow. what killed me about that is just the calculation of it. Like, because it mm-hmm. said as worn by Jack Reacher, they literally had to make. Fake clothes to send out to lie to people about how yeah. big Tom Cruise is in real well, life. That's half the fun of watching a Tom Cruise movie is figure out what scenes where they're showing him just to the knees and, and yeah. where that he's standing on a box or he's you know small doorway raised hair you know small raised. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's one thing they do. We saw that on no, the absolutely. Universal this tour is having the what was it in the Western state have the the frail women in the giant oversized doorway so they would look tiny and helpless and. Then, like John Wayne would come up against a little smaller doorway where he'd look big and imposing and stuff. Absolutely. So he's totally, uh, yeah. You're but that was just one of those. That was like one of my first big Hollywood really is that fake kind of moments. When yeah. I was out here, it was just realizing the lie. Ah, <laughs> uh, but the movie was good. Uh, Paulette says that she's waiting to host her first Matt Wallace screen credit party. So uh, you oh, be sure cool. to let, let her <laughs> know. Let us know. <laughs> I think it's her and my mother, and that's it. <laughs> that's the whole, the whole wag right there. It was cool. The, it was cool seeing the screen credit for the first time. Uh, I must say, I have a little picture of it just on the in the editing bay screen. 
when they made it. It's weird, man. It's you know because uh, the like the equivalent is when you unbox a book for the first time. Like that's really that's really that kind of moment. And it seems like such an innocuous thing. You know, it's just two seconds and your name is on a screen. And, you know, what does that mean? It's not an actual real thing. But the feeling's comparable. It really is. It's, it's something I recommend for every writer out there. They should have that experience, too. Cool. Anyway. Right on. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, guys. Well, um, anything else? We did a lot of driving and not a lot of consuming this weekend. Yeah. Well, we've did some uh, YouTube consuming recently. I have two f- current favorite <laughs> YouTube channels. One's called Cars and Water that our, our son T showed us. Um, and he does a thing called Red Hot Nickelball. If you just do a YouTube search for RHNB, you'll come up with a whole bunch of things. And it's literally a ball of nickel that he sticks on a torch for... I don't know how long, but it's glowing red hot and he drops it on shit. So it's like this giant. And then you get to watch what happens. To two foot gummy bear on. that it melts through the middle of <laughs> some like dry ice and crayons and reams of printer paper and anything he can think of basically that he can afford. It's pretty entertaining. I have not seen that one. Fire, fire. <laughs> I've been studying like a really big, YouTubers lately because I'm getting ready to launch my own YouTube channel. So I've been, I have been consuming a lot of YouTube content also. Um, it's a, it's a, a very interesting medium. It really is. It's not, it's not any one thing, mm-hmm. you know, I think people's perception of it tends to be like, you know, it's cute dogs and people getting hit in the nuts. They have a very like America's funniest home videos perception of YouTube. Right. And the spectrum is really much, much broader than that. Yep. Um, I'm not going anywhere with that. It was just a general music. Yeah. 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 Uh, Another show that's been pretty interesting is uh, um, Doug Benson's channel. (laughs) And he's got a show called Getting Doug with High. And he has (laughs) other comedians and actors and actresses come on and get high with him. And so far he's had on uh, uh, Sarah Silverman, Greg Proops, Aubrey Plaza, and Alia Shockett, uh, Todd Glass, Jeff Ross, Jenny Slate. Jeff Ross, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Natasha Leggero. All these people it's just come on. Funny. And it's just so funny. And they'll be going for, you know, I don't know, 20 minutes. And then this guy comes out and does a magic trick for him. <laughs> like he just does a magic trick section. <laughs> They go, oh, it's Gabe time. And Gabe comes and does some crazy ass magic trick. And then they all <laughs> get their reactions. And and the whole, everybody, the whole crew that's filming and doing the recording and everything, they're all getting, getting what he calls hot boxed. Yeah. So it's basically, if they're able to remain on air, then they're kind of happy because everybody in there is yeah. getting the side effect. Of he has the- a car service that picks everybody up and takes everybody home <laughs> before and after. Very very classy. It's and, hilarious. Oh, we've also been watching a lot of Key and Peel, mm. like obsessively. It is yeah. so funny. It is in just I don't know how many times we have to stop and pause the show and back it up because it's not just that it's funny, it's that it's it's intelligent funny and then even as they do the little transition segues where they're on stage 
Um, their improv is so spot on. It's just hilarious. They are so, so very funny that if people aren't watching that, they should really give it a try because they make fun of everybody and <laughs> I'm not having a problem with it. So, I mean, I mean, there's offensive stuff, but they kind of hit everybody with it. Kind of like we're used to now with South Park and Family Guy yeah. and all that kind of stuff. That's very yeah, really intelligent good. stuff. They were, uh, I actually got to them really late. Like, not, not until recently, in fact. I, I'd heard it and yeah. I just, then they did, uh, on YouTube, they actually did Epic Rap Battles with History. I don't know if anybody's ever oh, seen them. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, but they had Keen Peel on. I think they did like Gandhi and Martin Luther King mm-hmm. or so, or Muhammad Ali or something like that. <laughs> I actually forget now, but I saw them do that and I, I found it was the Keen Peel guys. I'm like, oh shit, that actually, I should check them out. That was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, great stuff. Yeah. Great, great We introduced uh, PG to it with the uh, with dubstep. With dubstep, dubstep yeah. Nice. The dubstep video, because he had actually said, "What is dubstep?" And we're like, "Oh, hold on, we know you're play. Wait, wait, wait! Now watch this." Yeah, that's how late I am to the game. I'm like, I keep hearing references and all these things about dubstep. dubstep. I'm like, "What the fucking dubstep? About? dubstep I don't know what the hell this is. Get off of my lawn, motherfuckers!" <laughs> so, like any other sketch show, it's hit and miss, but the oh, ratio man. of hits is staggering. They're they're usually yeah. right on, and they usually don't, you know drag things out if it's not working. Yeah. Very cool. Oh, what did we watch? There was another thing that we watched that we enjoyed surprisingly. Um, like Saturday Night Live, we usually just kind of record and we see who the music acts are. We see if there's a Lonely Island video, which of course, eh. and um, and then we watch the news segment. And for whatever reason, we just actually sat down and hit play instead of scan. And it had... Um, I can't remember who the host was, but he was uh, the um, Drake. Drake. He was music oh, and the acting guest. And I don't know anything about him. I've heard his name before, but he was so freaking talented on this episode. Um, on, in, on the entire show, the whole cast really brought it. It was actually pretty funny. I find that remarkably hard to believe, but I'll go with it. Though. I'll go well, with it. <laughs> well, it was just, we, it's just one of those things where we're pretty critical of it and, and, it's been a while since we've seen an episode that's actually worth watching it. And this no, one, it was this one. It was actually, it just seemed really like they really kind of got it together. Uh, there's this one actress that I have not seen her do a skit yet that I like her in. And she did Justin Bieber this week. And I just loved, I mean, she was totally Justin Bieber for, for 10 seconds or however long. So it, just all of them seemed to kind of hit their stride this show or, I was really, really tired. Who knows? <laughs> and or high. Medication thing. Yeah. Oh, Vicodin. <laughs> Vicodin's awesome. Yeah. That was a good episode. So, PG, did you watch anything else? No, that was all I had, I think. Uh, I saw her. Oh, that was really oh how I was see that? that so bad. I was shockingly, shockingly good because I... I like Spike Jones' work a lot. Like I yeah, love yeah. the adaptation is a fantastic movie, but I, every time I saw a trailer for her, it looked like a parody to me. I could not take it seriously. I thought well, I was going to get the Joaquin Phoenix effect on it. Yeah, it absolutely does. But then you watch it, and it's first of all, it's just top-notch speculative fiction. Just and most, I don't think most people are thinking of it that way. Fantastic futurism, very subtle, very believable, very relatable. 
suggests a lot of really great uh, concepts and ideas without like hammering them home or explaining them too much. Just presents the world, you know. But that's it's it was just it was a really good treatise on how to do speculative fiction in a futuristic setting in a movie. It was just very subtle. And then the story, man, the love story and the characters, it was just it just knocks you the fuck out, man. Like, I went in resistant to giving a shit about what was going to happen between these these characters, and by the end of it, you're just my girlfriend's in tears, and I'm, you know, thinking and feeling things, and, you know, it's just, it was really moving, thought-provoking, just great, just a great movie, really great fucking movie. I was very surprised. I'm trying to be resistant, too, but it just looks I wholeheartedly like recommend it. Like, go in. Go in both barrels. You can give your heart to the movie. It won't let you down. Oh, cool. Yeah. I read I read a really good article about uh, about that movie on uh, grantland.com uh, where they were talking about the, you know, Spike Jones. Um, uh, he used to date Sofia Coppola. Yeah. And they're talking about how Lost in Translation is yeah. sort of sort of the relationship from her her point of view, and then then this is sort of the relationship from his point of view as far as the the main character's ex wife and that sort of thing. Shit, dude, uh, I haven't even thought about that. Uh, but it's a is really she, good. So, uh, is Sophia Coppola supposed to be his ex wife? That's what they're at least. Is that who Sophia Coppola supposed to be? That's what they're proposing. That would make the, a lot of sense, article. man. You know that she's a perfectionist. It could be a total coincidence. Yeah. yeah. So intentional or, or or not, that that's the supposition that this uh, article essay did on that website that I thought was really good. <laughs> Dude, that adds a whole other layer to that aspect of the story. It's crazy. <laughs> it really does. No, seriously. Like the chick, because uh, she's in, you know, in the movie. She's a writer. She's an artist. She's gotten very popular. And a lot of the issues they've had in their interaction, like I could totally see that applying to his perspective of his relationship with Sofia Coppola. And she did blast him with Lost in Translation, man. That was horribly unflattering. Yeah, Giovanni Ribisi, not exactly the uh, character <laughs> I mean, you want to. Uh, even that. Like, it's just the way he played it. And then, yeah. the whole no, I didn't mean, yeah, I, I didn't mean. Yeah, I didn't mean him as a, as a person, but just the, the character yeah. in that movie, yeah. Such um, a douchebag. Yeah. Uh, Paulette says, uh, I assume you all discussed Sherlock before I got here. Yes, uh, we did. We not did. spoilery so, because Chooch and I have not watched the yeah. seventh episode, which is strangely season three, episode one. <laughs> yeah. Yes. There's, there's, oh, yeah, crazy, there's crazy bits. Yeah, series three. Series. Yeah. I always forget that. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, so when you said that you it was like half of the episode, you weren't happy, and I'm like, well, that's like a sixth of the season. How many episodes <laughs> yeah. would that be of a 22-episode show? Oh, mm, dude, I yeah. don't want to think about it. It's at least three episodes of shit. <laughs> I mean, the, the thing is, to qualify my disappointment with a lot of early, you do have to kind of remember that they've literally made seven movies at this point. Mm -hmm. They structure them like each each episode is a movie. It's like 90 minutes. Like It's, yeah. it's a movie. So for for being on their like seventh seventh movie, they're done two series and this is the third series, right? Yeah. Yeah. So for being on their seventh movie, I'm gonna cut them a little slack. Yeah. On, on the they can coast on this one a little bit. Well, just a little bit, not too much. But I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not giving them too much shit. Like, okay. you know, they drop the ball or whatever. The other thing I didn't say is I never noticed how much Benedict Cumberbatch resembles Dennis Quaid before. 
And I feel like that's just going to yes. keep going until he gets older. Like, he's just yeah. going to get Dennis Brady, and he should be aware of that. Well, and I've completely, I haven't seen the movie, but I know that the movie where he plays the WikiLeaks Assange guy, I can't remember what he actually looks like now. I only remember Cumberbatch playing him. Like, oh. the movie poster <laughs> completely confused me. That's okay. I'm sure, I'm sure he's happy about that. Nobody needs I, to know what Assange looks like. <laughs> yeah, it's probably better this way. Okay, well, um, I think we've we've talked long enough. Waited for Christiana to join us, so uh, <laughs> we'll call it a night. Next week we have uh, J.C. Hutchins joining us. Uh, he has a new uh, multimedia uh, thing starting up. The thirty three, and uh, we've been we'll waiting a long time. That. He's yeah. been teasing a long time about the thirty three. Yeah, I think he actually first mentioned that in about 2009, I think. Uh, so. I don't know, but it's been a while. I'm glad he's finally unleashing it. Yeah, I mean, he has been a busy man these last years. Absolutely. So, hey, yeah, no hey, no hey. Uh, Just glad it's coming to, to, you know, the light of day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, thanks again for joining us uh, a second time, and uh, you're welcome to come back anytime. Uh, uh, Thank you for having me back. I'm glad it went more smoothly and more completely this time. But, uh, Everybody gets to see you this week, so... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, it comes out of professionalism, really. I just felt like... Like I said, just Mongolian cluster plug. I just needed to fix that. And, you know, I was having a good time, so... But anyway, thank you for having me back, and I enjoyed myself, and we'll do it again. That's um, Yes, one. yes, please. Awesome. Oh, look at that. We got exit music by Chooch coming in. Uh, <laughs> but thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, we will be... <laughs> Uh, releasing this in audio form soon and uh, contact us however however we talked about and we'll see you next time on uh, spectrumedia.com presents consumption thank you for listening to spectrumedia.com presents (laughs) consumption if you'd like to send feedback, questions, comments suggestions, complaints you can email us at consumption at spectrumedia.com you can also leave us a voicemail at 704-981-1SFM that's 704-981-1736 If you'd rather leave comments on our website, you can find posts for each show at specficmedia.com. This podcast is released under Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, share alike, 3.0, unported license. Feel free to share and remix. Just give us credit and don't charge money for it. 